3: Movement that inspires. Limited inventory available. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely.
0: The Magnificent Montague, starring Monty Woolley. It's the Magnificent Montague, the Saturday night transcribed feature on NBC's All-Star Festival of Comedy, Music, Mystery, and Drama. Brought to you by RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, and first in television. By Chesterfield, always milder, better tasting, cooler smoking, plus no unpleasant aftertaste. And by Anison for fast relief from pain of headaches, neuritis, and neuralgia. Before we hear from the Magnificent Montague... Let's hear from RCA Victor. Rain or shine, every day all year round, you'll find television is a lot of fun. That's the best reason to buy television. And the best television console you can buy is the RCA Victor Regency. Because it's perfect for performance and value, quality and economy. The RCA Victor Regency brings you clear, bright television reception on a big 17-inch screen. The Regency brings you all the assurance that comes with RCA Victor million-proof television, proven in well over two million homes. And you'll never see a console cabinet to rival the Regency for beauty. The complete instrument is a magnificent example of RCA Victor craftsmanship that you'll be proud to have in your home. What's more, only when you buy RCA Victor television can you own the practical RCA Victor factory service contract for expert installation and maintenance. So inquire about the RCA Victor factory service contract when you buy the Regency. And now, the Magnificent Montague. Life remains a tragedy for the Magnificent Montague. This former monarch of the Shakespearean stage, though five times a week he is Uncle Goodhart, hero of an afternoon program, still dreams of the return to the stage of who, in his estimation, is the world's greatest living actor, Edwin Montague. It is afternoon in the Montague apartment. His wife, Lily, and Agnes, the Montague maid, are home. The doorbell rings.
4: Oh, Agnes, there's someone at the door. I'll get it, honey. I think it's that cute no mailman. Coming, dear. Hello there. Uh-oh, it's Western Union. What is it?
3: Are you Sam Harrison?
4: I'm gonna kill that barber for talking me into this haircut. <laughs> he said I looked like Mary Martin. I came out looking like Martin Kane. Uh,
5: the Harrisons across the hall are not home. We'll take the telegram and give it to
3: them. Okay with me later. Sign you.
5: There. Agnes,
4: shame on you, dolling up for the mailman making eyes at a Western Union man. I know, honey, but I'm trapped in this apartment. The only man I ever see is that husband of yours. After him, anything looks good.
5: <laughs> oh, Agnes. Edwin is considered very handsome.
4: If feel like hedgehogs. Agnes. <laughs> well,
5: if there's one thing I won't tolerate, even from you, it's jokes about Edwin's beard. Okay, okay. Wouldn't say things like that to his face. His face? Who can find it? <laughs> Oh, wait, wait. I think I hear Sam and Martha Harrison coming home. We have a telegram for them. I'll call them.
4: Sam! Martha!
6: Oh, hello there, Agnes.
5: Come in, Sam. Hello, Martha.
6: Oh, how do you do, Mrs. Montague?
5: We called you in because we have a telegram for you. It
6: was delivered to us. A telegram? Uh, Here it is. By Jove, I hate to get telegrams. Frightens me to death. Uh, Here, Martha, will you open it and read it? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Well, Martha? Yes? Is it from your sister, Emily? Yes. She's having another baby? <sighs>
1: yes. Oh, no. Yes.
6: And she wants us to come to St. Louis right away? Yes. I must say, Martha, my love, you read that telegram beautifully.
5: Uh, Sam, does that mean you and Martha are off to St. Louis?
6: Immediately. That Emily doesn't kid around. When you get her telegram, that means SOS. It's later than you think. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Martha?
5: Well, what is it, Sam?
6: What are we going to do with our daughter Gwendolyn this year? Well, don't you take Gwendolyn along on the trip? Not since she outgrew the half fare ticket.
1: Oh. Uh.
5: (laughs) Well, how long are you going to be gone? Only a week. Well, then why don't you leave Gwendolyn with us?
6: Well, that's terribly kind of you, Mrs. Montague, if it's all right with you. uh, We'll bring Gwendolyn in just before we go. You coming, Martha?
1: Yes. (laughs) Uh, Agnes! Agnes,
5: get ready for a guest. What? What's up, honey? The Harrisons are going to St. Louis, and I've asked them to leave their daughter, Gwendolyn, with us
4: for a week. Honey, are you nuts. Now, Agnes... Have you slipped your trolley? Listen. (laughs) You snapped your cat? You're bringing a child to live for a week in the same house with Montague? You'll see, Agnes. Edwin and Gwendolyn will become real pals. Like Rita and Allie. <laughs> Money for a week with that monster. Give the kid a fighting chance.
5: <laughs> oh, stop exaggerating. Think of it, Agnes. A little child living with us. She'll bring her youth into our apartment. And she'll leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me handle it, Agnes. It won't come as a shock to him. I'll explain gradually that... Oh, that must be Gwendolyn. I'll let her in. I'll start getting her room ready.
4: A little, darling. Coming, sweetie. Come right in, Sugar Plum.
7: Oops.
1: <laughs>
7: Why, Agnes, I didn't know you cared.
1: <laughs> oh, it's you. I don't. Sugar
4: plum.
5: Agnes is Bunnykins arrived. Oh, oh, it's you, Edwin.
7: Who are you expecting? <laughs> Jackie Coogan. Oh,
1: <laughs>
4: uh,
7: now, Edwin. What's going on here? Agnes calls me Sugar Plum. Now you come in with Bunnykins. Have you any other names for me?
4: Yeah, but let's keep it
7: clean, huh? <laughs> Now,
5: listen, Edwin. Sam and Martha Harrison are leaving for St. Louis for one week.
7: The Harrisons gone for a week?
5: Uh, Edwin, let me go on. Dear little daughter, Gwendolyn... Gwendolyn!
7: With that noisemaker away for a week, this will be an isle of paradise.
5: <laughs> but Edwin, Gwendolyn is a very quiet child. You'd never hear a word out of her.
7: Well, who could hear anything out of her over the roar of her eternal roller skates? <laughs>
5: Edwin, you have to change your attitude toward children. They have a right to live.
7: Why? (laughs) Lily, children are a menace to civilization. Look what they're responsible for. Measles, chicken pox, mumps, and Milton Berle.
5: (laughs) Edwin, you were a child yourself
7: once. That's a dirty thing to say about anybody.
1: <laughs> oh, Lily,
7: really, they're dreadful little creatures. I don't want to hear any more about children.
5: Oh, that's Sam Harrison to say goodbye.
7: To say goodbye? Well, let's not keep him here a minute longer than this, say. Come in. Hello, Mr. Montague. Uh, goodbye, Sam.
1: <laughs> well, uh,
7: here's Gwendolyn... Goodbye, Gwendolyn.
6: (laughs) Goodbye. Well, I thought she Sam, you
5: go ahead. I'll explain.
6: Uh, Goodbye.
5: Uh, Edwin, I've been trying to tell you. What? Gwendolyn is staying with us for the week.
7: Gwendolyn is staying with us?
4: Yes. Excuse me, I have a fig newton in the oven.
1: Well,
5: Edwin, stay here. Now, Edwin... Lily,
7: how can you do this to me? Now, Edwin, you be quiet. Gwendolyn
5: is staying with us, and we're going to make her happy.
8: Hello, Uncle Eddie. (laughs) Uncle Eddie.
7: All right, Gwendolyn. Don't just stand there in the hall. Come in. Thank
8: you,
1: Uncle Eddie.
7: Uh, Gwendolyn, dear... Uh, Do you want to take your skates off, or do you want Uncle Eddie to take them off with your feet still in them?
5: (laughs) Edwin, I won't have you talk that way to this child.
8: But, Auntie Lily, if my skates annoy Uncle Edwin, I'll gladly take them off. Oh, isn't that cute? See how sweet she is, Edwin?
7: Sweet? How you women can be taken in.
8: Gee whiz, Auntie Lily. Just think... I'm living in the same house with Uncle Goodhart. Edwin,
5: did you hear? She listens to your Uncle Goodhart radio program.
7: I heard her, I heard her. So she listens to that drivel.
8: Drivel? Oh, Uncle Eddie, you have such a beautiful voice. Thank you. I bet when you acted on the stage, you were really magnificent. Just like they used to call you.
7: I left the stage before you were born. How did you know I was called Magnificent Montague?
8: I had to look up your whole career in the library when I wrote my composition in school.
7: Composition?
8: It was called My Favorite Actor. All the other girls picked Van Johnson and Gregory Peck, but I picked you, Uncle Eddie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Really,
7: my child?
8: Yes, Uncle Eddie.
7: (laughs) Well, here, my child, let me help you take your skates off.
5: (laughs) Oh, Edwin, isn't she wonderful? Agnes, go and get dinner ready.
7: Lily, what a difference in the house.
5: Oh, uh, come, Edwin. We have to fix up Gwendolyn's room. Oh, can't I help you? No, no,
7: darling. You're our little princess. You must just sit there and look pretty. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
5: come, Edwin. Isn't she divine? Oh,
7: she's adorable. <sighs> London, Beach is
8: falling down, falling down, falling down. The residents of Mr. and Mrs. Edwin Montague, this is Gwendolyn, the little girl from next door, who's calling, please. (laughs) Mrs. Schwarzkopf of the Red Cross, you want Aunt Lily to be at the meeting of the ladies' auxiliary tonight? I'm sorry. I don't think Aunt Lily will be able to be there. She's really in no condition. (laughs) You see, Uncle Edwin just beat her up. (laughs) (laughs) came home blind drunk. (laughs) Yes, the sixth time this week. (laughs) Thank you, Mrs. Schwarzkopf. Goodbye. London Bridge is falling down, falling down, falling down. London Bridge is falling down, falling down, falling down. London Bridge... Hello? Who? Who? Parents' Teachers' Association? You want Uncle Edwin to speak at a meeting? I'm sorry. I don't think he'll be able to. No, he's in jail. (laughs) He's smuggling diamonds into the country. (laughs) He was getting away with it for years. He brought them in in his beard. (laughs) London Bridge is falling down, falling down.
0: We'll be back with the Magnificent Montague in just a moment. But first, here's a word from Chesterfield. Science discovered it. You can prove it. No
2: unpleasant aftertaste when you smoke Chesterfields. The biggest plus in cigarette history. Added to Chesterfield's world-famous ABCs. Always milder, better tasting, cooler smoking. Only Chesterfield gives you all that. Plus the added pleasure of no unpleasant aftertaste. Science discovered it. The country's first and only cigarette taste panel reported that of all brands tested, only Chesterfield leaves no unpleasant aftertaste. You can prove it. Smoke a pack of Chesterfields. You'll find Chesterfields taste better while you smoke them. And after smoking, no unpleasant aftertaste. The biggest plus in
0: cigarette history. By Chesterfields, today. And now, back to the magnificent Montague. Yesterday was a big day in the Montague home. Their neighbor's little daughter, Gwendolyn, came to stay with them. Lily and Edwin have been happily shopping for toys. Agnes has been baking little cakes. And Gwendolyn has been answering the phone. (laughs) It is the next day. The morning sun rises on a happy home.
5: London Bridge is falling down, falling down, falling down. Oh, Agnes. Yeah, honey? Children bring out the sweetness in everybody. Incidentally, Mrs. Schwartzkopf, president of my Red Cross chapter, could stand a little sweetness. What happened? Well, I can't understand it. I met her in the market this morning. When I mentioned I was planning a cocktail party to raise funds, she said, fine, you can drink up all the profits. <laughs>
4: Then she handed me this pamphlet and ran. Here, look at it. Let me see it. Don't be a burden to your loved ones. Join Alcoholics Anonymous. (laughs) Uh, Agnes, what did you tell her when she phoned yesterday? She said... I tell her. I didn't speak to her. The only one here was Gwendolyn. Gwendolyn.
1: Gwendolyn.
4: Uh, come here, Gwendolyn, dear.
1: Yes,
5: dear
8: Auntie Lily.
5: Uh, Gwendolyn, did Mrs. Schwartzkopf of the Red Cross call me yesterday? And did someone say I was too drunk to answer the phone?
8: Yes, Auntie Lily.
5: And who said that?
8: Uncle Edwin. He answered the phone.
1: <laughs> Edwin?
5: Well, he was with me. Gwendolyn, that's
7: a fit. You're
1: Gwendolyn, I won't have it. Oh, Edwin. (laughs) Quiet.
7: What are you two doing to this little child? Edwin,
5: she's been lying. Oh, when Mrs. Schwarzkopf called yesterday, Gwendolyn said I was too drunk to answer the
7: phone. Too drunk (laughs)
1: Oh,
5: Edwin, how can you laugh at such lies?
7: Lies? Well, Lily, she's a child. And you want to stifle that rare gift too few children have, imagination?
5: Imagination? The whole neighborhood thinks I'm a drunk.
7: Come here, my poor, abused little child.
8: Dear Uncle Edwin. <laughs>
7: <laughs> Wipe away those tears, and remember, Gwendolyn, don't let them crush your imagination. Let it soar like the wings of an eagle. Hi, unchallenged. Well, I'll get it, Lily. Hello? Oh, Mr. Flugel.
5: That's the sponsor of Edwin's Uncle Goodhart program.
7: Right. Hello? What, Mr. Flugel? Try and keep what out of the
1: newspapers?
7: (laughs) What? But, Mr. Flugel. Look, I'll explain it all to you at the station today. Goodbye.
1: Edward, what is it?
7: Quiet. (laughs) Gwendolyn.
1: (laughs) Yes.
8: Did
7: you answer the phone when Mr. Flugel called me yesterday?
8: The telephone?
7: Did you tell him I was in Reno? Reno? Reno, Nevada, getting a divorce from Lily so I could marry Dagmar. (laughs)
1: Dagmar?
7: Lily, get me hairbrush. Edwin, stop. Let me go. I'm going to give this little liar the spanking of her life. Right on her little imagination.
1: Quiet. <laughs> yeah.
7: Dagmar, I'll teach you to answer the phone. Edwin, someone's
4: at the door. Well,
7: there we have a little viper in our nest.
4: Quiet, quiet. Answer the door, Agnes. Okay. I'll commence Mr. Jarvis, president of the proscenium club. Montague.
3: Montague. Hello, Jarvis. Montague. Ah, the heavens are bright once more, and once again the sun is shining on Elsinore. Uh, Jarvis, let uh, get to the point. Modest Montague. It's off to England with you, bearing the bright standard of the proscenium club. England? You think that at last you, Montague, have been chosen. The American Shakespearean acted to participate in the annual Shakespearean festival in England.
8: Edwin, you finally made it. Jarvis,
7: it's been my dream.
8: I'm so happy for you, Uncle Edwin. Oh,
7: thank you, Gwendolyn. Being chosen after all these years, my Lily, the child has brought me luck. This is our little darling, Gwendolyn Jarvis. Our little darling she is indeed. It was from her own sweet little lips that
3: I heard the good news that you were going to England when I phoned here yesterday. <laughs>
1: I'll kill her! Mm -hmm. Oh,
7: no, how could she have done this to me?
8: But, Uncle Edwin, when I read the story in the paper that England was going to invite the leading Shakespearean actor in America to their festival, I knew it would be you.
7: It's never me.
8: That's because they don't know how wonderful you are. That's why I wrote a letter to King George, and I'm getting all my classmates to write letters.
3: Montague, out of the mouth of babes, we will all write letters. The proscenium club will petition the king. Your lifelong contribution to the Shakespearean stage must be rewarded. Jarvis is hopeless. No, no, no. It shall be done. On wings of hope, I fly back to our members. The petition will be cabled at once. I fly.
5: Edwin, do you think...
7: Lily, it's too fantastic.
5: Don't give up hope, Edwin. Miracles can happen. Now get along to
7: the radio station. I'm going. Give
5: a good performance, dear.
7: There's going to be a great performance. Me explaining to the sponsor why I'm not going to marry Dagmar. (laughs) Goodbye.
8: Yes, Mrs. Schwarzkopf. I told a terrible lie about Aunt Lily. I just made it up about her drinking. I'm going to be a good girl from now on. Goodbye.
4: Well, that takes care of Mrs. Schwarzkopf. That cleans up all the calls she made. Except for Mrs. Schmidt, the janitor's wife. She kept hanging up. Miss, we'll have to go down the hall and explain to Mrs. Schmidt that it was
5: Gwendolyn who answered the phone and said she just saw her husband's head come up on the dumb waiter.
8: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Auntie Lily, I'm so sorry I said those things. All right, Gwendolyn. I'll never, never do it again. I
5: think you've learned your lesson, Gwendolyn. Uh, Come, Agnes. Coming. Coming.
8: I'll never, ever, ever, ever tell another lie. Cross my heart and...
1: <laughs> and
8: hope to... One bridge is falling down.
1: <laughs>
8: Hello? Mr. Jarvis? What wonderful news. A telegram from the British Embassy inviting Uncle Edwin to England. Heart. Ah. Poor Uncle Eddie. Why don't you lie down in your den? Here. Come in. I'll smooth down the couch for you. There. Ah,
7: this is restful. Thank you, Gwendolyn. Oh, I, I need a little nap. I'm dead.
8: Edwin. I'll leave you all alone.
1: Uh,
8: Gwendolyn, what were you doing in Edwin's den? Uncle Edwin came home very tired and I made him take a little nap. Good.
5: Now, Agnes, see that Gwendolyn gets her bath and is ready for bed. Uncle Eddie and I will come in and kiss you good night.
8: I'm going to pray that Uncle Edwin gets invited to England.
5: Come here, Gwendolyn.
8: Yes, and you, Lily.
5: Now, don't be too disappointed if they don't invite Uncle Edwin. He's been turned down for 25 years now, and every year, poor old Jarvis is broken-hearted.
4: Oh, Auntie Lily.
5: Now get ready for bed.
4: Come on, kid. Into the tub. <laughs>
5: oh, I'll... oh, I'll get the door, Agnes. You go ahead. Uh, coming. Oh, Jarvis. <laughs> oh, Lily. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Oh, now, now, Jarvis, don't take it so hard. I I came here as soon as I heard the news. Well, Jarvis, that's life.
1: (laughs) Oh, Lily,
3: to think that only yesterday in the same room we were all together. (laughs) He, He laughing and happy and so hopeful. Not really, Jarvis. I think
5: deep down in his heart, he knew this was coming. He knew.
1: He knew, and yet
3: he kept up his spirit to the end. The show must go on. Where is
1: he, Lily? He's
3: lying in his den. In his den. Oh,
1: that's... Just
3: the way he would have wanted it, surrounded by his beloved volumes of Shakespeare. (laughs) Lily, may may I see him? Yes, all right. Uh, But be
5: quiet, this way. Come in,
1: Jarvis. There he is.
3: Oh, how natural he looks. last, join Shakespeare. Uh, Jarvis? Oh, the world's a stage and all the men and women merely players. They have their entrances and their exits. Uh, their exits
5: and their
3: entrances. Thank you. Their exits and their entrances. And one man in his time plays numerous parts.
7: Oh, plays many parts. You never get it right, Jarvis. Thank you, Montague. Plays many. Uh, Jarvis,
5: what's wrong?
7: Dad, you're pale as a ghost. A ghost, Oh! <laughs>
3: I I was told you were dead. Little Gwendolyn. Gwendolyn! Gwendolyn. (laughs) Did you call me, Uncle
1: Eddie?
7: Get over my knee, young lady. Lily, my hairbrush. But Uncle
1: Eddie?
7: Quiet! you fooled me for the last time. You lied to Mr. Jarvis when he called. Yes,
3: Gwendolyn. After I told you about the telegram from the British ambassador, you said Mr. Montague was dead.
7: Yes, after he told you about the telegram. Telegram? Jarvis, what do you mean? Well, here it is, Montague, read it. Oh, Edwin, it's true, it's true. This, Edwin Montague, Esquire, His Majesty, the King of England, invites you to participate in the forthcoming Shakespearean Festival. This is a command performance. Your immediate presence is requested. Signed, the British ambassador. Oh, Jarvis, your petition worked. No, Lily, it was Gwendolyn and her simple little letter. Uh. Gwendolyn, I was about to spank you, the one person who made my dream come true. England... Gwendolyn, let me kiss your hand.
8: Uh, get up, Uncle Eddie. You get to England right away and really show them how to act.
7: England, cat, Lily, my trunks.
8: Edwin, have you everything?
7: Everything. Goodbye, Lily.
5: Edwin, can't we go down to the pier? There's
7: no time. The boat leaves in a few moments. Goodbye, Agnes. Goodbye.
5: Edwin, the telegram from the British ambassador. I have it,
7: Lily, right with my passports. Goodbye. I'm off for England.
5: Goodbye. Goodbye. Well, Agnes, he's gone. He finally made it. Yes, his dream. And if it wasn't for little Gwendolyn...
4: Where is she? I just put her to bed. I'm going to tuck her in. Oh, wait, wait. I'll go with you. Okay. Here's her room. Shh. She may be asleep. Ah, look.
5: What? She's
8: saying her prayers.
4: Let's
5: listen.
8: And bless Mommy and Daddy and Aunt Emily's new baby and Aunt Lily and Cousin Ang. Oh. And please forgive me for sending that telegram and signing it the British ambassador.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
4: no. She sent the telegram. Call the Queen Mary. We can still stop him. Let him go, honey. With a meat shortage in England, a ham like him will be welcome. (laughs)
0: No matter what you now take for headache relief, we urge you to try Anison for the incredibly fast relief these tablets bring the next time you're suffering from a headache. Now, the reason Anison is so wonderfully fast acting and effective is this Anison is like a doctor's prescription. That is, Anison contains not just one, but a combination of medically proven active ingredients in easy to take tablet form. Thousands of people have received envelopes containing Anison tablets from their own dentist or physician, and in this way discovered the incredibly fast relief. Anacin brings from pains of headache, neuritis, and neuralgia. So the next time a headache strikes, take Anacin for this wonderfully fast relief. Anacin, A-N-A-C-I-N. Anacin at any drug counter in handy boxes of 12 and 30, economical family-sized bottles of 50 and 100. Listen again next week, friends, to The Magnificent Montague starring Monty Woolley. The Saturday night transcribed feature on NBC's All-Star Festival of Comedy, Music, Mystery, and Drama. Brought to you by RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, and first in television. By Chesterfield, always milder, better tasting, cooler smoking, plus no unpleasant aftertaste. And by Anacin, for fast relief from pain of headache, neuritis, and neuralgia. The Magnificent Montague was written by Matt Hyken and Billy Friedberg. And Seymour was Lily... Kurt Kelton was Agnes. Also heard on tonight's program were Art Carney, Gavin Gordon, and Denise Alexander. This is Don Pardo. Tomorrow,
2: hear New Theater and The Symphony on NBC.